How's everyone doing? This is uh, Now We're Talking, a podcast about communication skills. My name is Rob Danish, and this is episode seven of Now We're Talking. I took a week off last week because I was at a conference, the Rhetoric Society of America conference, and so I didn't get a chance to record on the Monday. Um, but we're back, and uh, we should be good to go for most of the most of the summer. And today, we've been talking about mostly about interpersonal communication skills. Uh, last week we talked, or two weeks ago, we talked a little bit about uh, small group communication skills. And the thing I want to talk about today is one of the things I'm most passionate about or feel most committed to, and it applies to both interpersonal and small group communication circumstances. And uh, I spent some time at the conference also talking about this, and I think for um, for this particular audience, the best way to summarize what I want to talk about today is to, is to say that it's important that each of us learn how to talk with others in interpersonal and small group settings and not just talk to them. So today, I'm going to wa- work on this distinction between talking with and talking to. And it's just a little tiny preposition, but inside that difference between prepositions lies a whole bunch of, I think, really important communication practices. And I, one of the, one of the reasons I'm passionate about this kind of, uh, this specific communication practice is that it's something I very, very rarely see. It just, I, I just never see it sometimes. And I don't know if I never see it because of the kind of world that we happen to live in or because people don't even think about the distinction or what. Um, so the first thing I want to say in interpersonal and small group settings, so a good partner knows how to have engaging and interesting conversations. You want to be with someone who is a good conversationalist, someone, um, with whom you can have these engaging talks with. I'd also say that a good teammate is someone that can also engage in interesting conversations and can lead or catalyze a group to have an interesting, thought-provoking, engaging conversation. So talking with is really uh, supposed to be a practice to manifest the sense of engaging, engrossing, interesting conversations. Um, And I see a lot of people always saying, like, I want to be around someone who's a good conversationalist. Okay, what does that mean? I think one of the things it means is that that person is able to talk with and not talk to. So uh, in order to engage in interesting and thought-provoking and um, enlightening conversations, a good partner or a good teammate engages in talk that manifests the with and not the to in conversation. And that manifesting the with has something to do with our ability to play with an idea, with a suggestion, with a proposition, or with a proposal. It has something to do with having a playful spirit. We talk with someone when what we're talking about gradually comes into view, such that we're able to live in our own ignorance and our own uncertainty, and we're able to allow a conversation to unfold without needing to know in advance what the conversation must or ought to be about. 
This is a long-winded way of saying you can't know going into a conversation what it should be about and talk with someone else. If you are certain that the conversation is going to be about X and not about Y, and you advance that certainty in that conversation, you're not manifesting the, the with. The other thing about talking with is that it takes time to be open to a thought, an idea, or a proposal, and to not know in advance what will come into view or reveal itself in the work of the conversation means you have to take some time and be devoted to figuring out what, uh, what might come of some situation without, and, and, and that coming into being, it just doesn't happen with a snap of fingers. If you already know what you're talking about, then you can't play with an idea and you can only speak to inform or correct your partner or your teammates. Good discussions issue from, well, don't issue from that tendency. They issue from a tendency to suspend final judgments and certain knowledge. They issue from a tendency to live in conditions of ambiguity and uncertainty. So if you wanna have interesting, engaging conversations, you need to stop feeling certain and start being willing to live in uncertainty and ambiguity and to admit your ignorance. A father, like me, can only talk with his children if he's able to credit the child with seeing or imagining something that he himself had missed. A professor, also like me, can only talk with his students if he's able to credit his students with insights and perspectives that the professor lacks. Now, I bet some of you out there have professors or teachers or parents who are not terribly good at this. Academics have a lot of difficulty talking with because they owe their positions to their claims to authoritative knowledge. And the lecture itself is not a form of talking with. So if you've ever been to university and been lectured at by a professor, you're experiencing talking too. We become friends not with those people who talk to us, but with those with whom we can talk, not to whom we talk in other words because those are the people with whom we can freely admit our limitations and our ignorance, and with whom we can play with ideas or proposals. This ignorance is not necessarily an ignorance of facts or an ignorance uh, related to knowledge claims. It's an ignorance of what might be made of facts or knowledge, of what the significance of some particular fact or some piece of knowledge happens to be. So I have an extensive background in rhetoric, but if I'm to really talk with someone else, then I have to be open to the unexpected significance of something that my partner or teammate might say about rhetoric. I have to be open to something being done differently or newly with some feature of, of rhetoric or rhetorical theory that I hadn't thought of before, some new significance being made of something. And in order to be open to that, I need to suspend my certainty and embrace this sense of ambiguity. So when we manage to talk with our partner, then things can start to appear differently. And we're able to cultivate that different appearance and we're able to use our imagination and not our judgment in order to let ourselves in on that difference. In those kinds of circumstances, time actually moves really quickly. We don't look at our watches or our cell phones and we end up forgetting about time. And we also in such circumstances become attentive to the extraordinary or we become attentive to the ways in which the ordinary is being turned into something extraordinary. I think that's uh, really important because 
there's something new that happens in these talking with conversations. So, okay, one way to know that you're really talking with someone is, is it's, it's when one of those conversations you're having just seems to fly by. You don't notice the time. You don't notice the time because the content of the conversation has gone in a place that you didn't expect and has shown you something or revealed something to you that you didn't anticipate coming, some, shown some new significance to you. Um, the difference that we've made, um, you know, okay, let me put it like this. When we're talking to someone, what we're trying to do is simplify something or render into language uh, something in a commonplace way so that it's easily transmittable. So in the first episode I was talking about what effect have I had, not did you get it. The transmission model of communication wants talking to. It is a version of, of talking to. You're trying to simplify something to, to render it in a language that's easily packageable and easily transmittable to an audience. But talking with, what you're trying to do is put into language something that may have been commonplace before, but is something that's richer. You're, you're trying to make it more rich or more interesting or seen in a slightly different way um, so that it changes your partner's or your teammate's perspective. Now, um, in any talking with conversations, both partners have responsibility or all teammates have responsibility for talking with. Each partner has to take responsibility for initiating these kinds of conversations. An excellent, an excellent professor and an excellent father is able to get students and children to take the lead by getting them to talk in a playful, kind of imaginative manner in which they're able to bring new perspectives and new ideas into focus. In all cases, this is a creative art that requires the imaginative use of language. Talking with, because it's creative, leaves us feeling energized and wanting more. So if you've ever had one of those conversations where you kind of lost track of time, you may have also had one of those conversations where afterward you felt really energetic and really spurred on to kind of want to go and do things. That's another sign that you've had a talking with conversation, a kind of conversation that illuminated things you hadn't thought of before. So let me say a few things about talking to so you can know it's the, the opposite of talking with also, you can see it. Um, okay, so talking to involves giving and receiving knowledge or information. It's transmission. The partner that talks to assumes that nothing new can be said, that he or she knows all that needs to be known, and that the problem of communication is a problem of transmission. The word to is a preposition of transmission, unlike with, which is a preposition of cooperation. The idea of talking with suggests that we send that not that we send information, but we not but that we're going to be changed by the encounter with our partner. When we encounter someone that's just talking to us, either through a lecture or a monologue or a sales pitch, we tend to tune the person out and become defensive. It also tends to make us really tired and sluggish. We're bored, we're disinterested in that kind of talk. That's the, the effect that it has on us, but we're never changed by it. We can concentrate in order to become informed, but we can't engage in conversational play when we're being talked to. So parents kind of bark at their children, children whine in response, teachers lecture, colleagues bicker, friends chit-chat, but all those forms of talk manifest the to and not the with. The major effect of manifesting the with is that we engage our partner in an exciting process of creation and discovery. And these conversations engage our partner's positive affective states. They leave our partner excited and they draw us closer to our partner through the intimacy of mutual and cooperative creation. Talking to has the opposite 
it has a set of opposite set of effects as a, a engages our partners negative affective states leaves them feeling bored leaves them feeling defensive etc um okay a couple of other things about talking with versus talking to the what I was trying to talk about at the conference I was just at was a sense of revisability. And everyone's obsessed right now with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, the American presidential race, um, and whether or not it's democratic or whether or not Donald Trump can kind of effectively lead a democracy or what that would look like. The New York Times wrote an op-ed piece that he was a threat to the very fabric of constitutional law in the United States. Um, one of the origins of Trump's uh, problem or one of the origins of the kind of danger of Trump is that he's a person that's totally incapable of talking with. He only talks to people or at them, as it were. He's so ideologically motivated that he has no cooperative spirit in which he can imagine a conversation that unfolded in an unexpected way and, and in which he, he displayed his own ignorance and played with an idea. It's all ideological talking to all the way down. Um, this emerges in part, I think, because of an absence of a sense of revisability. So people that talk with others have a sense of the revisability of their own beliefs. They go into a conversation not with the idea that they already know all the things that they need to know, but that they might be changed and their beliefs might be changed by the content of the conversation or the talking with. So they have this sense that their position on anything is revisable, and that revisability allows them to play with ideas in ways that others who lack that revisability uh, can't, sim simply can't do. So that spirit of revisability underpins the process of talking with. Now, with the spirit of revisability, I think, comes the kind of knowledge or um, ability for play, which is an essential component of talking with. Um, my kids are great at playing. Sometimes they complain that they're bored and at home. And I tell them, you know, make something up. Like I was never bored when I was eight or nine or 10 years old. I just did a bunch of stuff. And after they get over their frustration of boredom, they end up inventing a game. Um, we invented a game with a trampoline called bounce ball one day. Uh, we invented a different kind of tag the other day. All of those instances are instances in which I mean, children are able to have a revisable set sense of what constitutes a game. Uh, opposed to that, you know, my oldest son was playing Little League the other day, and you know, the Little League coach before the game has to reiterate the rules, and they have to say, like, look, you have to play by these rules because this is how we play baseball. This is kind of counterintuitive for eight, nine, and 10-year-olds who have that natural capacity, that revisability, and the instinct for playful engagement with an idea, but they can't do it in structured and, and organized sports. Um, anyway, all of us <laughs> throughout our lives get kind of driven into these places where we're not able to do those kinds of imaginative, playful interactions that kids are able to do. And that's one of the things that drives us from talking with to talking to. We lose that sensitivity for play that ability to invent something new on the spot or some new perspective or try something out on the spot. And of course, it doesn't always work. Um, the original rules for um, this bounce ball game didn't really work, so we, we changed them and we made some better rules, and now we have a bit of a game out of it, etc. Um, that play, in other words, is underpinned by a sense of revisability. The revisability is right there behind the play. 
if it wasn't, if you had a degree of certainty um, and um, this, uh, this knowledge that you thought was infallible or unable to be moved, you wouldn't be able to engage in that playful, uh, imaginative thing. So people that are able to talk with are able to play with ideas because they have this sense of revisability behind them that supports their ability to imagine alternative interpretations or alternative meanings or alternative kind of senses of, of what might be. So that's what makes those people engaging and that's what makes us drawn to them um, as teammates and as partners, that kind of sense of revisability combined with that sense of playfulness. And early on in relationships, um, we, you know, when couples uh, in the kind of courting phase, like one of the things that we know is that they start to imagine a future together. That's when you know you're in a serious relationship with someone else, you can imagine that kind of future. And that's a cooperative, playful exercise. And it's also revisable because you hear from your partner, oh, like I really want to live in this part of the part of town. So if we ever live together, I'd like to move there. And your other part, your, the other partner says, well, if we moved in together, I always thought we'd move here. And, you know, it might not be, it's not a zero sum game where one partner wins and the other partner loses. What happens when the relationship is strong is that there's a cooperative, playful, revisable talking with that, and that talking with actually draws those two partners even closer together. They become more intimate because they're engaging one another's positive affective states through these conversations. Um, the same goes for teams. When creative teams are trying to come up with new solutions to professional problems, um, they have to manifest the talking with. They have to have a revisable and playful spirit toward what they're after. If they don't, if someone is always constantly talking to inside that group, then that person can really harm or uh, really prevent the group from create from coming up with creative and effective solutions. But that problem of talk that that process of talking with when the group gets together and really starts to manifest that cooperative spirit with a sense of play and revisability is also the thing that knits that group more closely together that provides that group with a greater degree of cohesion. So um, the recommendation for today, the practice for today is, look out for opportunities to manifest talking with and not talking to. And by manifest talking with, I mean look for opportunities to be playful and to have a sense of revisability and engage that spirit of playfulness and revisability with partners and, and teammates and see what comes to that end. Also be able to identify when someone is only talking to, when they're talking to with such certainty and uh, from, a from a place of um, certain knowledge and try to engage that person in talking with, try and shift the conversation from talking to to talking with and see if anything uh, positive or helpful comes out of the shift in conversation from talking with or talking to. So talk with whenever you can. Um, manifest that revisable and playful spirit whenever you can. So that's it for this uh, short episode of Now We're Talking. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, please uh, leave them for, for me. We'll be back next week. Um, maybe next week we'll tackle another uh, small group communication or team communication problem. So that's it. I hope everybody has a good week. Thanks for listening. Bye.